Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. You're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ. All right, welcome back. Good to be with you on this Tuesday afternoon. It is a bit chilly. Uh, what, are we, what, what are we at? 12 degrees now? 10 Daniel? degrees here. 10, 10? 13 over in uh, Leavenworth. Oh, it's not good. Hmm. It's going up. 13. I made my daughters put blankets and hand warmers and other things in their cars, like just in case they flew off the road and got stranded. And Got to have a, uh, a kit. You have to have a kit. This an is EDC. the time you have to have a kit. I, I mean yeah. it, Scott. I, I do believe that you need to keep stuff in your car just in case right now. Well, it's no joke. People will dress as if they are getting into their heated car and yeah. immediately leaving their heated car to go inside. Yep. What happens if the car breaks down? Or somebody hits you, knocks you out of commission. Yep. It's and, happened to me once, one time. And if you don't have your EDC, Dan. Mm-hmm. No, Scott, one time on I-70, right. coming back from a job in Manhattan. I was like 20, 19 years old, something like that. I was what? driving back alone from Manhattan to Topeka. And in a snowstorm, I am white-knuckling it in a car that I should not have been driving, a tiny car. Like, I'm looking back at like, oh, my God, what was I doing? But I was. I went and I worked. Geo came tracker? Back. No, even worse, <laughs> right? Okay. And I'm in the left lane on I-70. And you know during some parts between Manhattan and Topeka, I-70 um, – East versus westbound separates by like several hundred yards. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And there's like this gully in between the two opposing lanes. There's a huge, huge. Uh, amount of green space. Yes. Thank you. Between the and lanes. And so I was in the left lane. A semi came up fast on the right to pass me, sprayed snow everywhere. I start kind of skidding and hydroplaning, and I went down that embankment backward. And that's a pretty steep embankment. Like, all I remember was kind of sliding around, losing control, trying to pump the brakes, and I just went backward like a nightmare roller coaster ride down that embankment and ended up in that gully. It happened so fast. And then I'm looking up. Was this, like, in the middle of the night? Well, it was dark out. And then I'm looking up like, uh, I'm stuck down here. This was before cell phones. How am I going to get back up there? So I start trying to, like, you know, it took me probably 20 minutes just to get back up onto the highway. So you did get the car back I up on the highway. I did get it back up on the highway. and I. But, like, looking back, I'm like, oh, my God, that's the exact kind of thing I worry that my kids are well, going to try to but, do. But, but in, in today's and, – yeah. and, and I see where you're coming from. But back then, we didn't have cell phones. Right. So you go off the road. You, you may make it. You may not. Who knows? 
But now with cell phones, I mean, anybody can come get you at any time. Right. And or if you, you carry a- some kitty litter with you, you can help right. yourself get out. Or you have, I actually have kitty litter in my trunk, Dan. Thank you. Oh, there you go. I have OnStar or whatever Tesla calls it, where if it detects that you're in a crash, they... When, when, do you, to you. when do you anticipate going outside of the city? I don't, but I just think, what if I keep all of that stuff in my car just in case? Uh, whenever she drives to Biloxi. I keep bungee cords. You're going to laugh at me. I have bungee cords in my car. I don't know why. I just what? thought, why not? What? I keep. For what? I don't know. In case you want a bungee? No. <laughs> I Just to be prepared. No. I don't know what for. No. What? Give, give me one reason why you need a bungee okay. cord. If I there, came up th- on a wreck. There is no reason. First of all, let me, let me just say I this. If I came up on a wreck. Uh-huh. <laughs> the bungee cord is the most godforsaken, useless. Oh, I completely disagree. Device ever created. It can be used as created. a tourniquet if, like, your arm falls huh? off. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So can a t-shirt. They're very taut. Anyway, I've got all kinds of stuff in my trunk just in case. I don't know just in case of what. So, all right. Just in case. Between, and Dan, I don't want you, I don't want you to leave, but I, want, I don't want you to say a word. Okay. I want you to sit there quietly. Okay. And I'm going to come to you in just a minute. Mm-hmm. All right. I want to know what's in your trunk. I have a winter parka, the big one that the reporters wear. I stole one of Chris's old Channel 9 parkas because those are Gore-Tex, like, Insulated. Okay. I have blankets. I want you to tell me everything. That's I in have your bungee cords. I Why? have. Why? I don't know. I have a light, like in an emergency, that you could go beep, 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 help me. Huh? <laughs> My mom bought me that. I've got all of the stuff that you might need in a disaster that I still wouldn't survive in this cold. Okay. Dan, I want to know what's in your trunk. Mm -hmm. Okay, so for snowstorms and stuff, I will carry extra blankets, uh, different gloves. I'll carry kitty litter. I will carry my uh, folding avalanche snow shovel that I can use. uh, Wait, folding avalanche snow shovel? What's a folding avalanche snow shovel? Well, when you're skiing in the backcountry or in avalanche-prone areas and you want to test the snow, you will use a small snow shovel, and, and this one uh, pops apart, and I can put it in my backpack. So Dan, I carry that. Dan, are there avalanche-prone places in, in Kansas City? I'm sorry? I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I beg your pardon. Oh, I was still going on with my list of No, things. I know, and, and I want yes. you, I want you yes. to go on with your list. <laughs> are there avalanche-prone places in Kansas City? Uh, that would be negative. Okay. Look, you but laugh. But that snow shovel comes in Oh, I do laugh. But Dan, out of all out. of us, would be the most prepared if he slid off the road into some ravine. Do you know every year around this time, like all kidding aside, they someone goes missing, you know, went to go to the store and never came home. Yeah. And then sadly, they are found deceased because they went down one of those ravines, right. couldn't get back up. And, you know, Legit. you cannot be seen line of sight from the highway because they're lower. Legit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Always be prepared. Sam, what's in your trunk? Oh, where do I start? I've got enough tools to basically take an entire vehicle apart and put it back together. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got bungee cords. I've got ratchet straps, what? hand warmers, foot warmers. What? Ratchet ice straps. Ice scraper. Boy, what, what, that's ratcheting what, what, it up what, a bit. What are the bungee cords for? Well, in case, you know, I got something that I need to, to put into the truck bed and I don't want it moving around while I'm driving. Scott, you like are not a dead a, body? How are you not a fan of the bungee cord? If I need to. That escalated quickly. What, not condoning what, what such you, an activity, wait, wait, nor would I what, do it. What would, you, but, what would you put in the bed of your truck 
that you don't want moving around. Uh, for example, a couple of weeks ago, I picked up a truck bed extender. My truck has a pretty short bed on it, so okay. I picked up a truck bed extender. Okay. I put it in the back of my truck. I got on the highway, and I heard it flying from side to side every curve that I took. Yeah. So I stopped, and I pulled out a bungee cord, and I bungeed it. He's Tried, securing his load, yeah. which I appreciate. See? Secure the load. Same thing the I drove by a mattress on the highway yesterday. <laughs> what in the sand? Who is hauling a mattress in January? Hauled. With twine. Passive. Hauled. Well, what's in cord. your trunk, Scott? Uh, I don't have anything. No, he's dead in five minutes if he gets stranded in this cold. No, I get out and I walk and I call and I say, hey, come pick me up. Because I recognize that I live in a city of 2.5 million people and that there are people to come pick me up at any given moment. But uh, if you're in the middle of a blizzard, but Dan, emergency services I, are overwhelmed. I, I don't drive up to, uh, what, what's the ski resort you work at? Snow Creek. Snow Creek. I, I don't drive up to Snow Creek. Mm -hmm. I don't drive out into the country. Well, you go to Shawnee. With all due respect, Scott. That's many, many, many miles You from are pretending that you get stranded and you still have your faculties about you. Hmm. I am always worried that you get stranded and you hit your head, like on the side of the um, car. Oh, like in a wreck yeah, or something. Yeah, and you are knocked mm. out and no one sees you. Because when I went down that ravine coming back from Manhattan, one of the only times I've ever been to Manhattan, I almost died. What does that tell you? Yeah. I go down that ravine, nobody would have known I was down there. And you oh. know what else? If I had knocked myself out, I would not be able to warm myself, You're keep right. myself, call for help or anything. I would be dead. So it wouldn't matter what I had in the trunk of my car. I'd be dead. Well, you could use the first aid kit that you keep in there, right? Oh, wait. No. Yeah. Thank you, Dan. Yeah, I've got that. Plus, uh, you don't you even know. carry a first aid kit. No. Yeah. See, I, there, I like there to is have that nothing. stuff with me. There is, um, there is absolutely nothing in my car. Oh, I've got maps. That I could use. All right. If I get stuck in the middle of nowhere with no cell service, I'm getting out. Yeah, the, no. map, the map would not help if, me. If, I, if, if I'm at Colby, Kansas, like way out west, and I go off the road on the way to Denver. It's over. I, I die. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. Okay. Okay. You have a will? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I do. It's in the glove box because that's where he's dying. You have all of your elder law um, uh, documents filled yes. out I do. already? I do have my... Elderly law documents. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, how, how sad. How sad is it that the three of us are now past that age mm -hmm. where we call these things elderly, elderly law, law documents? documents. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Got to get your affairs what in order now. happened? I can remember being at 33rd in college with Dana Wright in 2000 while we were looking for a kid who was hiding in a closet. Do you remember this story? <laughs> yep. Do you remember this story? Remember the kid wasn't in the closet. The kid was not in the closet. Sound asleep. And somehow I woke up and now I'm 52 years old. Mm-hmm. What's it like? <laughs> sad. <laughs> Don't worry, it's you'll sad. get there. Enjoy every moment you can, Man. Sam. And when we get back, speaking of cell phones, uh, we now know the exact kind of phone case that survived the 16,000-foot drop from the Alaska Airlines' Oops, We Lost Our Door oh. flight. Oh. oh, I bet I can guess. It's not, I'm going to give you a hint, it's not an OtterBox. I thought oh, it would be an OtterBox. See, I use an OtterBox. Oh, you know all of the companies were like, please God be ours, please God be ours, please God be ours. 
It's like that Chevy video where the truck flips over in the tornado and flips back over and keeps driving. Ford and Dodge were like, dang it. Built Chevy tough. (laughs) Chevy tough. Ah, dang it. 913-586-7798. Handful of stories to get to here before we uh, get to the bottom of the hour. Story here from ABC News. A slew of new evidence was released by prosecutors today in the case of alleged Gilgo Beach serial killer Rex Hoyerman. Including including travel records showing that Hoyerman's family leaving town during the alleged murders, the suspect's illicit online searches and investigators' attempts to secure DNA evidence from his daughter. Okay, uh, let's get to the searches. Just cut okay. right to the chase. What, what do you got? Um, is there no flagging system in these United States where creepy guy that lives on your block starts Googling things like medieval torture, autopsy photos, skinny, white... Mm, I'm not even going to read that. Tied where, up. Where are you in this oh, story? It's, it's all, I don't, I'm not even comfortable saying what he Googled to look up. I'm not even comfortable saying it on the air. So is there huh. nothing in the world that would say, I don't know, like the people at Google that uh, we have got a DEFCOM 1 serial killer Googling these things and we need to flag this. For further well, review, but, please. But, but, but you know, you, you know what I always say. Yeah. What if you're researching a book on those things? You you cannot convict somebody for the thoughts in their minds. Who was the professor that uh, looked up racist rock music and now is being called a racist because mm-hmm. somebody outed his Google searches? He was writing a paper. This guy or was, was not writing a paper. How do you know? Um. Hey, let me ask you something. I've got the list of what he looked up on Google. There are like eight of them. I'm not even comfortable saying those words, period. Have you ever looked up some... Be honest with me. Sure. I want you to be honest. Sure. Because I'll be honest with you. Have you ever looked up something online that you were just curious about? You you weren't going to... I mean, it wasn't like Satan worship. No, 100%. Okay. I'll tell you when. For the show all the time. I, I, I look uh, up uh, stuff all the time. Autopsy photos would be in that category. Okay. I have looked up uh, Nazi heavy metal. Why? Because I wanted to see, like, where are they? Who are they? But I, that was a story that we talked about. Yes. Yes. We were talking about Nazi heavy metal I'm, at I'm not, one point. I'm not saying you flag every single Google search, which would be impossible to do. But I'm saying if you look at all of the searches he did under one umbrella with 2020 um, X-ray vision looking backward, he's a killer. Well, here's an interesting example for you. The doctor accused of poisoning his wife who works for the Mayo Clinic. They went back and looked at his Google searches on a laptop tied to a Metro University. Did yep. he look up Nazi heavy metal? Uh, they allegedly found something in relation to how much poison does it take to kill someone who weighs a certain amount of... Yep. Okay. A certain weight. Right. Same thing. But, look at, look at Casey Anthony or whoever had that computer in her house but when, <laughs> looking up um, how long does it take for a dead body to decompose and to smell and how do you... 
How do you? How long does it take? How long does it take? All of that stuff. But when he made that search, he was working as a poison specialist. What? Yeah. Then shouldn't he have known? Oh. Allegedly. All of that is alleged. He also searched for law enforcement techniques for tracking cell phones. The use of DNA in solving crimes. Wait, wait, wait. hang on. Let's let's go back to your point. For him to look that up, that would be the equivalent of me looking up what is the average length of a radio commercial break. Yeah. I already know the answer. I'm just saying, yeah. is can can law enforcement Let's say there's this unsolved case before they knew the name Rex Hewerman, okay? Yeah. Could law enforcement have gone to Google and said, we want you to narrow down the list of people who have searched um, in this area, okay? So not Dana searching for research for work. In that area, people who well, have but, searched... But you would get caught up in that trap. I would, who have searched all of those things about the victims, about... Um, and then also... Medieval torture pornography. Like, there's going to be some people looking this stuff up, Scott, for work. All of the journalists who covered the case are going to be Googling this. Sure. You, let's just for one second say you take those aside. You take all of the women. We know it was a man who murdered these women. You take all of the women who were searching. You put them aside. Okay. Then aren't you left with a couple of weirdos? Yeah, but what if it's me? Then we look at you, and guess what? You were out of town every single time those women were murdered. You never lived nearby. You but, were on the radio in Kansas City. But, but, You're but, out. But, Dana, I'm a journalist, and I've, I've, I've been very interested in the Gilgos Beach murders. Okay. So, so I, 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 I'm Googling Gilgo Beach, Gilgo Beach murders, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So how do I not get caught up in the dragnet? You would, and then they would look at you and go, oh, he's a guy on the radio in Kansas. Okay, it's not him. It would it not eventually narrow down to the one mm-hmm. guy that was looking up? How can t- police track my cell phone? That's a weird thing to look up. Um, when you take do the you, totality of what he was googling, do you want your Google searches to be the the providence of law enforcement? Most people would say no. I would say no. Do you want your family tree exposed because one of your aunts swiped for twenty three and Me? Well, if you're a serial murderer or rapist, I would say yeah. Telephone number is 913-586-7798. 586-7798. Sam Stevie the third. She is Dana Wright. My name is Scott Parks. Don't forget to check out the podcast. Available anytime you want, anywhere you go. Just go to KMBZ.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
Hey, when do the Chiefs play? Are, are, is it Sunday at 3.30? 6.30. Whoa, 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 whoa. Or that would make it 7.30. Yeah, 6.30, 6.30 Eastern, Eastern 7.30 our time Sunday. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you Math is hard. Oh, pardon me. Math is hard. No, it's the other way. 6.30 <laughs> our time is 7.30 their time. <laughs> it's 6.30 their time, 5.30, 5:30 our time. Don't make me do math. So okay. Sunday at 5.30, so, Chiefs play the Bills. So, <laughs> Oh, God. I said that wrong earlier than today, too. Everyone in the world just thinks everyone's on Eastern time, and it's all listed no, everywhere I look as I, Eastern time. I understand. So so what time do they play? <laughs> Our time or Eastern time? I don't okay. know. Why can't it all just be the Which same? Which would you like? I would I would prefer that you give me the Eastern here. time, no, and, then I'm, and then I'm going to tell everybody what time no, it will be no. here. The Chiefs play the Bills. Okay. They kick off. In Buffalo. At 6 30 p.m. in Buffalo. That would be, be the equivalent 5:30 of 30 here. Yes. That is correct. Okay. Math is hard. I get it. Uh, did you guys see Christina Applegate come out last uh. night? Oh my God. Oh my God. Uh, Christina Applegate was moved to tears during last night's Emmy Awards telecast when she appeared on stage to present the awards for Outstanding Supporting Actress an outstanding lead actress in a comedy series. So she's walking out right now. Huge standing ovation. And everybody in in the audience is standing up. Go ahead, play. You're totally shaming me with disability by standing up. It's fine. Okay. Um... <laughs> Body, not by Ozempic. Okay, let's go. Uh, oh. Some of you may know me as Kelly Bundy from Married with Children. Um, thank you. We don't, we don't have to applaud every time I do something. Um, or Samantha from Samantha Who, or probably maybe my last job from Jen Harding from Dead to Me. Thank you. But very few of you probably know me from that debut. I'm gonna cry more than I've been crying. Mm. Baby Bert Grizzle on Days of Our Lives. It was really a breakout role. She's a baby. It's her baby oh, picture. Look at that! Look at that! <laughs> I, I, I think I've been canceled. Um, anyway, it's been an honor to play funny, flawed, complex characters like the women nominated for supporting actress in a comedy series. Alex Borstein, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. All right, so she comes out and, and, and she does that. She's amazing. By the way, many of us know you as Veronica Corningstone from Anchorman. I thought she looked familiar. I'll tell you, if you never saw Dead to Me, it is a run, do not walk. There's one, two, two or three seasons, I'm trying to remember. It is funny. It is a thriller, but funny. She is outstanding. In Dead to Me. Absolutely outstanding. Uh, okay, phone case. You want to know? They have identified the exact phone case that survived the 16,000-foot drop from the Alaska Airlines flight. Oh, really? Uh, one of a handful. They've identified one of them. Uh, this phone case is taking indestructible to a new level. An Oregon man was stunned when he discovered an Apple iPhone that had survived a 16,000-foot plummet to the ground from an Alaska Airlines flight earlier this month. Even more shocking 
was that the device was completely undamaged. Quoting here from the finder, found an iPhone on the oh. side of the road, still in airplane mode with half a battery, and open to baggage claim for Alaska Airlines ASA-128. He posted an image of the near-perfectly preserved phone on Twitter, survived a 16,000-foot drop perfectly intact, and now we know which case it was. I've never heard it? of it. It is called a cryo-armor case. Cryo-armor. Okay. Um, <laughs> I am a friend of Mr. Tran, who was also on the Alaska Airlines flight. His iPhone was returned to him via mail by Alaska Airlines today. He has no social media accounts, so he wasn't tagged or posted in any of the information about this. He was using a Spigen case on his phone, S-P-I-G-E-N. Hmm. Uh, here is a picture of the phone he received in the mail. Okay, I, I'll just be honest Spigen here. cryo armor. There is no way that it was the case that saved the phone in the fall. It had to have been the grass it landed on. Why do you say that? Because yeah, this is why? not a thick case in any way, shape, or form. This is like one of those super thin... But it's called cryo armor. Well, that doesn't mean it protects case. the phone. Well, what well, do, I think what, it does. Well, what do you mean the, the grass? I mean, it, it still has to fall 30,000 feet. Right, but like the otter box is all about shock absorption. This plastic on this cryo armor is not thick enough to absorb 16,000 feet of falling. $65, Sam. For 65 bucks, it better do well. I wouldn't drop my phone in that case, not even from five feet. And the company already has tweeted. <laughs> the company has already tweeted the phone was found with their case on it. Mystery solved. Oh, it yeah. was us. They, 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 just, they just made a million bucks. Hmm. Are you kidding me? Your phone fell from 16,000 feet, landed on the ground, and the phone did not break. Sam, I got to agree with Scott on this. Spigen has been making consistently great iPhone cases for a while now, and the drop is a solid testament to qualify the case. Even if you account for a soft fall, i.e. into a tree, whatever, the phone would have had to have reached a very high speed. Terminal velocity, Having yes. taken a fall that's approximately the length over 44 American football fields long. Sam, will you look up, if you don't mind, what would be the velocity of a phone? It's terminal velocity. From 16,000 feet? Well, Everything falls at the same speed. Okay, but, but what is terminal velocity? Uh, I'm looking that up right now. I don't remember off the top of my head. I mean, so it had to hit the ground going Whatever God knows hour. how right. many miles per hour. I mean, you, you've always heard the, the adage about dropping a penny off of the Empire State Building, right? And, and it would go right through the head, right, right through somebody's head. Or it would go right through the concrete. It, and and that is not 16,000 feet. So if a, if a phone is falling out of a plane at 16,000 feet. Sucked out. Fair point. Uh, just under 100. It's like 119 point something, something, something miles per hour. 119 miles per hour. Yeah. It hits the ground. Round up, 120. And, and the phone does not break. That's the case, Sam. I'm sorry. That's the case, and it's not the iPhone because we've all dropped one of those from three feet. The day mm -hmm. you get it before you put the sleeve on it, we psh. get out of the car, you drop it into the concrete. You're like, oh god, dang it, broke it again. Have you ever, have you ever broken the face of your phone? Yeah, I've never broken the face of my phone. Do you have a sleeve on it? I have an OtterBox. Well, you have like a like a sleeve thing over it. I can see it. Yeah, yeah. I, have, I have an OtterBox. But you have the plastic sleeve sticky thing on top of it that's why oh 
I, I have never, ever in my life broken the face of my Why phone. would you say that out loud? You are going to literally drop that thing and shatter it tonight. But that I does, used to brag about it, too, when my current the, phone screen that, is broken. Yes, that does beg the question. <laughs> if you drop it on a marble bathroom floor, that's usually where it gets you. You're out in a restaurant, you drop it on a marble bathroom floor, the iPhone will crack like an egg. That's what I'm saying. If this thing had hit pavement, yeah, then how did this, it would not well, be working. Yeah, true. But in an OtterBox, if it but, hit pavement, but, there's a good chance it would still be working. But, but it's it still hit the ground from 16,000 feet at a speed of what? 120 miles an hour. Okay. That's also fair from the text line. If it were spinning at any point and catching drag, uh, it would slow it down slightly. Oh, come on. What? It's not catching drag. Just give the the company credit where credit is due. This isn't NASCAR. From the text line, he hasn't broken the face of his phone, but. Okay. Wow. Shut up, Dan. <laughs> that was unnecessary. <laughs> but sort of funny. But unnecessary. I, I don't get it. He hasn't broken the face of his phone, but w- what's the rest? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it is the Spigen Cryo Armor Case. It is $65 if you want to put it on your phone or somewhere else. You can I find it on Amazon. Don't go throwing it maybe, when you get it. Maybe I should get the Spyro Agnon face protector for my, my own face. <laughs> Drive home with it. They make a windshield model. <laughs> okay. All right. 913-586-7798. Name of the band is Player. <laughs> Worst name Pronounced for... Pronounced <laughs> This is what that guy was saying about his phone after it flew out the plane. <laughs> Great song. Horrible name for a band. Really quick, I was in the car today under 70s light rock favorites. Don't mind if I do. Okay. And heard one of the most depressing, shocking, what the hell am I listening to songs I have ever heard in my life. And I don't remember what it was. It was horrible. And it was basically about dying. And he sang something, and it rhymed where he was missing his paw, and then at the end of, at the end of the song, it's now Michelle who's dying. It had something to do with something around the sun, or something in the sun. And I'm listening to the lyrics, but I'm driving. <laughs> now follow me here. I'm driving. If you know what this S- song Sam, is, text me on could, the text line. If you line. can figure this out, I will give you a million dollars. So I wasn't gonna stop and take a photo of it, but I in my car I go, what in the Sam Hill is, is this song about? We've had our sunshine or our time in the seasons. Or something. It has something to do with seasons and death. You don't remember the artist? So, no, I had never heard of it, but I'm like, it that some algorithm pushed this my way. Song about death and seasons. It was shocking. And I'm like, who released this? Who played it? Let me look and see if it comes up. Um, oh, it was terrible. There it is. Seasons in the Sun by Terry Jacks. Who? Oh, just hold on. Everybody on the text line is like seasons it in the is sun. Terrible. Okay, just wait. Lyrics. Hang what? On. Okay, wait. Here comes the death. What <laughs> yes! the heck? I'm telling you. What the heck? <laughs> Wait, here it comes. 
Gotta smell the spring. Pretty girls. Okay, now pause it, because Sam, later it goes, Goodbye, Papa. Pray for me. I was the black sheep of the family. See? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Okay, and then the next line in a couple minutes says, Goodbye, Michelle. And I go, Who's Michelle? Did you kill her? Goodbye, Michelle, my little one. What? All right. Someone please tell us what the hell is this song? Somebody says, this is a great song. My mom wants it played at her funeral. No, no, no. We had our seasons in the sun. We're just seasons out of time. We had joy. We had fun. The problem is, is it's catchy. It's like, boom, boom, boom. But if you listen to it, it's about death. That was the song playing when I arrived today. Well, no, I think I the th- message of the song is not about death. It's about enjoying the time that they had together. No, the song no. is written in looking in the rearview mirror past. You're dead, Michelle, my little one. Who is Michelle and what have you done with her? Uh, she died. <laughs> We've gone Why? from his dad to Michelle. Someone needs to check his basement. We had joy, we had fun, we had seasons in the sun, but the wine and the song, like the seasons, have, have all, all gone. gone. Meaning your time is up. Goodbye, Michelle. Does it smell like chloroform? <laughs> okay. Oh, from the text line, it's him that, who's dying. What? The song is about a guy who's dying. Okay. Goodbye, Michelle, my little one. You gave me love and helped me find the sun, and every time that I was down, you would always come around and get my feet back on the ground. Goodbye, Michelle. It's hard to die. But when all the but, birds but are singing to. in the sky. But you're going to. Thank you. I thought I was crazy when I heard this today. I thought, because, hey, I've got this seasonal depressive thing. This is the worst song with the worst mismatched beat I've ever heard. Dun, 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 dun. What? It, it's it's <laughs> presented as this happy little ditty until you listen to what he's saying. Uh, speaking of dying, uh, Alec Murdaugh is back in court. Oh, uh, God. What's he up to? He is demanding a new trial today. I'm sorry I shot my wife and son. He said that the <laughs> jury was pressured into reaching a guilty verdict in I the initial money, trial. Now I'm they, done. They, they were pressured into reaching a guilty verdict because you were guilty. guilty. Well, he doesn't think so. You killed your wife and son, sir. The craziest part is now he's admitted to all of his financial crimes as well. So but just if, not the other stuff. Right. So if he's acquitted for the murder, does he just go he's, to a different no, jail? Yeah, he just goes to prison for the no, rest of his life got, for another he, crime. He got 99 years or something just for the, the financial. Mm-hmm. He fleeced his clients. All our lives we had fun. <laughs> We had seasons in the sun. He's talking about himself dying and how he's going to miss everybody. But the hills that we climbed were just seasons out of time. We had joy. We had fun. This is the most depressing song I've ever read in my life. Uh, His wife's name, by the way, was Michelle. Mm -hmm. It's listed under blatantly bad songs Mm -hmm. and the worst song ever. Not a bad song. No, Sam! Diddy. Goodbye, Papa. Please pray for me. I was the black sheep of the family. You tried to teach me right from wrong. 
Too much wine and too much song. Wonder how I got along. Goodbye, Papa. It's hard to die. What the heck? This has now replaced uh, Christmas in Kansas City as the worst song ever. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, that's a bold statement. A low bar to cross. <laughs> and Terry Jackson just crossed it. <laughs> On behalf of our producer today, the finest man in these United States, the great Sam Stevie III, my good friend and co-host Dana Wright, my name is Scott Parks. And God willing, we're back tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Have a great night. Be safe. Be well. And most importantly, be hard good. Hard to die. And, <laughs> and stay alive. I know it's hard to die. Stay alive tonight. Okay, guys? Bye. Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online anytime at KMBZ.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 